Hey, King. Hey, Beard. We are live here at the Wicked Wart celebrating the debut of a first Hall of Fame series, Brews. The Axe is back celebrating Larry Henning, one of the great Minnesota wrestling legacies. We're joined today by owner Steve. He's going to sit in, talk with us a little bit about, uh, maybe tell us a little bit about the brewery, tell us a little bit about how this partnership came together. It's a pretty fantastic opportunity for us to uh Get a chance to spend time at one of our favorite bars, but also get a chance to, um, you know, meet some of uh, our extended wrestling family here. Sure. No, our uh, the Wicked Work's been around for three years in January. So January 22nd, it'll be three years for us. And it turned out as going to be a really small building, and <laughs> as you can see, it's a really large it, building. It did not end up that way. <laughs> and so anyway, um, yeah, so we built it, and you know, it took a good part of a year to get it all done, and, and we moved in, and it's been really good. It, it's, uh, you know, we've been real consistent, real consistent, and uh, we're enjoying everything. And then when we, uh, we had a, we have a lot, do a lot of things. We do whiz bang, we do um, Oktoberfest, we have all these events, and then the city has events too. So what what happened is we are having, it's called a meet and greet. And so I was behind the bar, the big bar down at the other end, and somebody comes in and go, oh yeah, Larry Hennig's out on the on the sidewalk. <laughs> and so I'm like, I was like, but I was like, he's on the sidewalk. What what does that mean? You know, so I, I walk out the door and I walk down front. I was like, oh, he's sitting at a chair behind a table on the sidewalk, <laughs> right? So I was like, okay, cool. But I was always a big fan, huge, huge fan. AWA uh, every Sunday. Uh, if we were at the cabin, just got back from church, whatever, it was AWA. That's what it was. And, and when I heard that, I went out there and when Larry was out here, that's it. You know, because you wonder whatever happened to these guys. Yeah, you know, what, what, what happened? Did, did they, you know, die or, or what? And here's Larry right here. I, I was like mesmerized. I was crazy. So anyway, he signed some stuff for me. We got all dialed in. And then Carol followed up uh, the next day or next two days, whatever. And everything, I mean, when, when I met Larry, it was, it was just like, I met Larry, he signed some stuff for me. I, I, was, I was willing to give him whatever, you know, for whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was just cool. So now I've got signed Larry Henning stuff. And oh, that's, um, that's amazing. It's really cool. And it was, it was a really good opportunity. And here I thought he was laying on the sidewalk. And here he, <laughs> he was actually signing autographs and doing stuff like that. So yeah, the, the, cool. the warning was a little nonchalant. <laughs> like, you know, like, Larry Henning's just out on the sidewalk. Like, oh, my God. Like, what are you doing out there? <laughs> So it's all good. That's great, and well, and the Minnesota Wrestling Hall of Fame is just down the street, literally, at Robbinsdale. It right? is. It's in the lower level of the Historical Society, which is like a little library type thing down yeah. on the other side of the tracks. I mean, we can walk there from here, easy, yeah. easy. And so, anyway, we've been known to go there on a Friday and bring some donuts and hang out with the old timers down there. It's a blast. It That's is awesome. a blast. And we get Raleigh in here. Raleigh is a, a Korean vet. He comes in here on Friday and Saturday. Uh, after after he leaves the historical society, so they're right over here. It's it's easy to get to. It's easy to hang out at. It's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun over there. Absolutely, that's fantastic. So I mean, tell us a little bit about how the the uh, Hall of Fame series beers came about. Because this is, I mean, this is pretty cool to be yeah. able to celebrate kind of uh, brewing heritage and wrestling heritage kind of all in one. And when Carol told us about this, we were we we're just really excited at kind of a great partnership for you guys. Well, so we've already we've already had some beers, okay, and because we know Robbinsdale was you know, the wrestling town, we've we've had beers already, yeah. Okay, one Nature Boy, uh, Tag Team, 
Um, and there's one other one too. So we've already had three beers, you know, for wrestling. Yeah. Okay. So when this one came, well, I was like, well, it's a no-brainer. We can do this easy. <laughs> yeah. And we already got. I mean, in the Nature Boy, when you know, we buy, you buy that, everybody's woo, you know. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and so, great. so anyway, you know, that was pretty cool. But we already had some, so to do this wasn't a stretch. We yeah. docked it out, and and we can do it all the time. So it's it's no big deal as we meet more people and do more stuff. So that'd be cool. Uh, that's fantastic. Really cool. And yeah. a particular memory, uh, a particular match that. Oh. that Mr. Henning was in that oh. just really brings you back. No, not really, not really. I, I there's so many. I mean, God, it, it, you can't. I couldn't even think of any of them. But I just remember him, you know, coming in, and you know, and it was like the guy was big as life, you know. And so, I just remember that part. I don't remember anything particular, um, you know. I remember certain things that came up with the AWA, but. I can't, you know, be that specific on that. Yeah, yeah pretty much after after we were uh, invited to do this, Ben has just been like finding matches and sending my way, and so and then today it kind of just like exponentially started going yeah. up. Like we're gonna meet Larry, we're gonna meet Larry. You know? <laughs> I'm, not, I, I'm not from Minnesota, so for me, AWA was something that I didn't really get into until probably the last three or four years mm -hmm. so getting to see some of that stuff is it's like getting re-familiarized with like nick bockwinkle yeah yep. I, I grew up in southeast kansas so we were nwa and yeah. you know it was all harley race so going back and seeing things like seeing you know larry the axe heading when he was pretty boy larry heading yeah. teaming with handsome harley race that's a, that's amazing yeah. like that's a, a party history of wrestling history that i had no knowledge of and being able to go back and and really view that and watch it and enjoy it it's it's something special yeah oh i agree it's 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 cool stuff yeah i i think that uh there's something really phenomenal about being able to celebrate wrestling history in minnesota because i think that it's one of those uh it's one of those pieces that for a very long time was such a kind of part of culture here you know sundays was for wrestling okay. you know i mean it was for everything else too depending on your, your <laughs> beliefs but um but it was for wrestling and and anybody who's kind of growing up in that era or you know kind of living through that era would would kind of echo that sentiments and so it's you know, we were we were talking with Carol about other 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 beers, and I could really go for a a, a Doppelbach Winkle. <laughs> so I'm well, I'm throwing my two cents for a, a Doppelbach named I'm after sure uh, Doppelbach Winkle. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I mean this is fantastic. We're really excited about the the series, and you know, I mean, could you tell us a little bit more, maybe about? I know that you guys have food here, and and uh, I've heard that you might be expanding some of those things in we the are. future, and. Yeah, we are. We uh, have uh, Hackamiller Meats over here. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. So uh, you can, um, we, we have quite a bit, uh, brats, Polish, hot dogs, stuff like that. We have a lot of uh, Hackamiller stuff here. We have Riffs from Northeast Minneapolis. They've got our pulled pork. And um, everything is local. Okay. That's so awesome. so we have all the buns from Olmsteads. And so we try to buy everything local. Okay. And, and that's what we have. That's what we do. Um, so, and today we have $2 off all Hackamiller meat stuff. So, you know, Beautiful. come on in, get a brat, whatever. Yeah, but anyway, don't mind if we do. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we are expanding our kitchen right now. So That's we're great. in uh, the, when we get done with our kitchen, back there used to be the head teller's office of the bank when, it was, when this was a bank the women's bathroom's the vault by the way just in case you want it. everybody always asks that question where's the vault at so anyway i didn't keep the door either i threw the door up but um anyway uh <laughs> um i uh, uh we're so we're building the kitchen back here 
uh, plumbers doing the plumbing on it. We got guys working next week, the guy, week after that. Everybody's going whole hog. I mean, that's what I do for a living. Yeah. You know, build stuff. But anyway, um, so the, right after we get that, we're going to surrender our tap room license, or not a tap room license, our, our distribution license. And then we are going to be a brew pub. Oh, so fantastic. we'll go from that to be a brew pub. Then we'll have hard cider and wine as well. Very so, exciting. Wow. That is huge. It's huge because a lot of guys come in, not just guys, women too. You know, so-and-so has this or so-and-so can't do this or, you know, and so they're restricted. So to get this, something like this, huge. It's yeah. just huge to, to get that because it's going to open up a lot of doors. Yeah, I feel, I feel their pain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was an avid, uh, avid enjoyer of beer for a long time and now I can't have it anymore. And it is, it is a rough transition. So, yeah, to know that that's, that, that's available, that's amazing. I'll, I'll Makes me for now, excited. for now, I do my best to uh, you know compensate for the both yeah. of us, but uh, you know, <laughs> it'll be nice not to have to carry that burden anymore. There, you know? there, there's, there's rare occasions where I'm like, you know what, I'll just suffer tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is too good to not just go ahead and suffer tomorrow. Man, well, congratulations yeah. on all the build out. It's super exciting, and thank you for hosting this. Uh, you know, we're excited to be here and, and be able to kind of talk with everybody. And and uh, thanks for coming on. We'll definitely be back uh, if you'll have us uh, for any other. Pro Wrestling uh, Hall of Fame Series beers and uh, you know anything in between, maybe a, a Hackenmuller uh, meat night. Oh, maybe we'll have yeah. to maybe we'll have to come uh, in for a podcast here and there in between. I, I do love my meats, and yeah. we've been down here numerous times to spend an exorbitant amount of money to go home and grill and smoke. It. Absolutely, absolutely. And they got yeah. exceptional, exceptional stuff. Yeah, and we're gonna have, well, all that's in our new in our new uh, restaurant too. So all that you know, as our I mean not a rest, our kitchen, mm -hmm. as our kitchen, we're gonna expand uh, expand more too into the more hacky miller stuff so that's fantastic awesome. where can uh where can people find you online you're here in robbinsdale right on the main drag we always just say we're right next door to hacky miller <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, we're right uh, next door to, oh yeah i know where that's at <laughs> yeah that's ho hopefully uh a long-standing robbinsdale uh, institution next to another hopefully long-standing <laughs> robbinsdale institution well thanks so much yeah. for coming on yeah. we really yeah. appreciate it thanks guys thank you yeah. sir thank we'll you. be back with more from uh wicked war to the minnesota wrestling hall of fame release of the axe is back uh we'll spin that robbinsdale roulette wheel and we'll see who's on next he'll turn radio live from wicked war an old cowboy was riding out one dark and windy day Upon a ridge he rested as he went along his way When all at once a mighty herd of red-eyed cows he saw Plowing through the ragged skies And up the cloudy draw Their brands were still on fire and their hooves were made of steel. Their horns were black and shiny and their hot breath he could feel. A bolt of fear went through him as they thundered through the sky. For he saw the riders coming hard and he heard their mournful cry. And we're back, Heel Turn Radio at the Wicked Ward for the Minnesota Wrestling Hall of Fame. Pro uh, pro wrestling series of beers. We're joined by George Shire, uh, wrestling historian, author of uh, numerous books on the AWA here as well as on the golden age of wrestling in Minnesota. Welcome to Heel Turn Radio, sir. Hey, it's fun. Looks like a fun day for Larry. Absolutely, great turnout. Looking forward to uh, looking forward to wrapping up our, our interviewee duties and maybe getting over to the bar for a couple of uh, at the axes backs ourselves. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, great event. We just had a chance to talk to uh, Steve, the owner here, and uh, just everybody assembled. It's it's a pretty exciting time to uh, to kind of indulge in a little wrestling history here in Minnesota. Well, you know, with Larry Hennig, you have a, a pretty popular Robbinsdale guy. Yeah. He, uh, you know, he graduated from Robbinsdale High School, and his family very athletic from day one. Um, I know Larry more from the obviously the wrestling side of things. He um, he got into pro wrestling in 1957. So we're going back 61 years, and he got his pro training from uh, Vern Gagne and Joe Pazendak. Joe Pazendak was a, a crusty old veteran wrestler, <laughs> but but he was he was the real deal. You know, yeah. pro wrestling. We all know in today's world that pro wrestling has prearranged finishes. It's mm -hmm. not real, as they say, mm -hmm. but we had real wrestlers. And Larry Hennig coming out of the amateur background in Robbinsdale, and then you had Vern Gagne, and you had Joe Pazendak. Minnesota was huge with uh, amateur backgrounds. Bronco yeah. Nagurski, Bron uh, can't even say it. Bronco Nagurski <laughs> and Leo Namalini, yeah. a great uh, football player. Um, all great Minnesota wrestlers, obviously playing for the U of M. And, and Larry was a two-sport scholarship athlete, I believe. Yes, he was, yes. Which is pretty phenomenal when you think about it. Right, and he could have very well went into football. So, but Larry, uh, you know, he chose the wrestling business. And like I say, 1957, he had his very first match in April of 57 down in Mankato. And uh, he was against uh, a guy by the name of Billy Wicks, who was, I should add, Billy, who though he never really wrestled around this territory, was from St. Paul, Minnesota. Hmm. And he again was one of those real wrestlers. He had that amateur background. And that's one thing that uh, was good about Minnesota wrestling because it always emphasized wrestling first, character second. So if you needed to have a character, you know, we had all kinds of characters in wrestling, be it <laughs> from the Crusher to the Mad Dog to the Baron, you name it. Gorgeous George, Buddy Rogers, all of them, they were characters. But there were also a lot of wrestlers. And that was something that Minnesota always prided itself on. Absolutely. So Larry was very fortunate to be around this neck of the woods. And he was able to stay here for most of his career with minimal travel to speak of, as a lot of the boys back in that era used to travel all over the country. And Larry could pretty much stay here. And he made a good payday. And uh, man, I tell you what, if you, if you looked at from the early 60s, all the way into about the mid-80s, Larry Hennig was in feature matches. And then, of course, with his son, Kurt, Absolutely. later joining the pro ranks. And now he's got uh, his grandson, Joe, who wrestles uh, with the WWE as Curtis Axel. As a prolific historian, what does it say for the state of wrestling at that time that tag teams were so strong and that he was a, a ball work of tag teams? He wrestled with some of the best guys, as, a, as he himself was one of the best guys around, and just was an amazing feud after feud after feud as a tag team, as a tag team wrestler. Oh, very, very much so. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize that even if you go back to the 50s, 
tag team wrestling in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul, was always a huge draw. You know, we had Ivan and Kirill Kelmakov, the, the brothers, the Russians. And we had the Japanese Mitsu Arakawa and Kinji Shibuya. And when we got into the 60s, uh, Larry Hennig actually held the AWA World Tag Team title for a very short time with a guy named Duke Hoffman. His real name was Bob Leepler, and he did wrestle under that name, but when he came here, for some reason, he took the Duke Hoffman name. Hmm. Larry and he were champs for a very short time in January of 1962, and then as we moved into from 62 to about 1964, Larry started to uh, develop his, his persona, his character, and he was bigger than a Vern Gagne or some of the smaller wrestlers, and he realized that, you know, the, the rougher style that he could portray in the ring was better suited for him. And he made he made such an outstanding heel, bad guy. Yeah. If, if you listened, and I mean, I wish we could because there are no tapes that exist. But if you could listen to a Larry Pretty Boy Hennig <laughs> interview from the 60s when he hooked up with Handsome Harley Race, and they, like you said, they had feud after feud, but for about four years, Hennig and Race were at the top of the heap, wrestling against the Crusher and the Bruiser, Vern Gagne and many partners, Mighty Igor, and they, and they just, Wilbur Snyder, Pat O'Connor, Reggie Parks, they all wrestled against Hennig and Race, Cowboy Bill Watts, and Larry and Harley were just phenomenal together as bad guys. Was, and correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't Larry the youngest man to hold the AWA World Tag Team titles? Well, you know, they say that in wrestling. It depends on where you are at a certain <laughs> time. You know, it kind of goes It kind of goes with, uh, you know, they're the youngest champ or whatever. But ideally speaking, uh, Harley Race was only about 21, oh, wow. give or take, when, when he really started to come into his own. And he had that natural ability. Harley was just natural tough. And then he hooked up with Larry, who's, I think Larry's about 10 years older, give or take. So he would have been maybe 30 or 31 in 19. Well, he's 82 right now. Yeah. Do the math. Yeah. Yeah. Larry's 82. You go back uh, 60, what, 55 years? You know, he'd have been about 31 years old. So probably true, but they also said that Doug Gilbert and Dick Steinborn, <laughs> when they held the tag team title, they said they were the youngest champs too. So he did really set the tone too for a lot of the same like builds that would come later. To me, and, and James and I talked about this before. He, were, a lot of the guys who came afterwards, like Leon White, uh, Vader. Yeah. Larry Henning is the prototype. He is the guy that big men built themselves on afterwards. Agile, could technically wrestle, but were just brutishly powerful. Well, and it's interesting that you bring up Leon White because when he got into wrestling in the early 80s, if you looked at Leon White, the baby bull, as they called him back then, he actually looked a lot like Larry Hennig. I mean, physically. Even facially, you know, at, in the day, if, if Larry would have been a few years younger, they could have pulled him off as brother tag teams or something. <laughs> that would be terrifying. Which wrestling, did, yeah. wrestling was always famous for doing that yeah. anyway. The Andersons? Yeah, kayfabe brother versus uh, brother brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Well, 
So, uh, Carol mentioned uh, you do have three books of AWA results, The Golden Age of Wrestling, and are you working on a new book? Is this what's what's happening? Well, I actually do. I'm actually working on three books. Fantastic. But it's uh, it's takes a lot of time. Yeah. I, I have. Uh, I'm working on the '80s right now, and. I do have a special, you brought up tag teams. I have a book on tag teams that is at the publisher right now. Oh, phenomenal. I'm, I'm hoping it's out before Christmas, but I don't know if that's going to be the case. But obviously, Larry Hennig and Harley Race, and you know, I, I mention all of the tag teams and feature them in the book. It's a story about the title, actually, how the mm. title started, how they were uh, how they were worked through the years. Sometimes they were forgotten about, then they were created again. Sure. And of course, Larry Hennig and Harley Race were probably the longest running champ. Well, they were in the early 60s. They were the longest running consecutive champs for about a four year span. Wow. But then he had that great babyface run as well with his son, where they were constantly at odds with Nick Bockwinkle. And with um, Ray Stevens. Ray Stevens, yeah. Which were, they were a phenomenal yeah. team as well. Well, you know, when you talk about great tag teams, the thing about a tag team wrestling, there, there, there are combinations that get put together through the years where it's just two guys who hook up for a couple matches and they go their own way. But then there are two guys who just realize they have this special chemistry and the promoters realize it as well. And we've got something here and that's where you get a Hennigan race or a Crusher and Bruiser or a Bachwinkle and Stevens, Lanza and Mulligan, the Blackjacks, <laughs> uh, Greg Gagne and Jim Brunzel, you know, yeah. as a babyface team. Uh, just a team that can make it exclusively on being a team. And you mentioned the Andersons. Mm -hmm. You take any combination of the Anderson brothers, and you know, we had Gene and Lars, we had Gene and Oli, we had Oli and G, uh, Oli and Lars. We had later on we had Arn Anderson, who at different times was both a brother, <laughs> a cousin, and a nephew. I mean, depending on who promoted him, and he was he wasn't even close to being an Anderson. So <laughs> it was a tangled family tree. He was from that Georgia arm of the Anderson. Right, and actually that's interesting with Arn Anderson because he was also from Minnesota. Marty Lundy is his real name. He, 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 he was uh, a Minnesota person, but he never wrestled here. Hmm. He found his niche uh, down in the south and, you know, and, and in those territory days of wrestling, which we don't have anymore, you know, in today's business, if, if you don't work for the WWE, well, you don't make any money because that is the only big boy in town or all over. We're in the territory days. If a, if a wrestler or a tag team could not make it in the Minnesota Territory, which has encompassed the whole AWA, back in the 50s it covered the NWA because that's what they were. But if, if you, uh, you couldn't make it here, you could go to Florida and work the Florida Territory. You could go to Texas and work Texas. Texas was phenomenal because they had five individual territories within the state, all running independent of one another. And I mean, you know, Texas is a big state, so what, what happened in Houston, nobody knew when they were in Amarillo. And it was a very secretive world back then. And you that could... doesn't even take into account the outlaw promoters. Exactly. Who were just running shows where they <laughs> really shouldn't have been running shows. I mean, right. Angelo Pompo is a great example of yep. that. Yep. Well, a lot of times the wrestlers, they would go off on their own a little bit and try to start a, uh, an independent promotion. Some of them did well for a while. 
there was really money for everybody back in that era. Here, I want to share with you guys that if you look at the WWE today, and, and Joe Hennig, God bless him, he's making some paydays with him, but if you look at the WWE, there are only about 200 guys that are working for the company that are making any big money. Mm -hmm. Okay, and they're working around, you see some of them often, some you don't see as often, but only about 200. Whereas if you went back to those territory days in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and in the 80s, all around the United States, just in the United States, we had over 25 to 30 territories with probably about 3,000 wrestlers making money full time. And then there were another couple 3,000 wrestlers that would maybe wrestle part time and have a full time job to boot. But there was always a place for them, and that's not the case today. So that's the major difference with how wrestling has changed. And of course, it was perceived as real. Absolutely. I would point out that in my uh, AWA record book for the 1960s, obviously that covers Larry and Harley and you know Larry as an individual too. Larry also wrote the foreword for that book for me. Very cool. So if anybody that would show up uh, here at the Wicked War today, if, if they're interested in that book, Larry would be happy to sign it for them as well. That's, That's fantastic. Amazing. What a treat. I, yeah, and, and the story that Larry wrote in the foreword uh, pretty much encompasses how he became the pretty boy with Handsome Harley. That's incredible. Yeah, I, I was amazed to learn about their, their tag team and their relationship. And they're and, still good friends today. Yeah, and yeah. it's just, it's an incredible thing to listen to, to be able to go online and to listen to him tell stories as well about yeah. their time together. And just to know that two phenomenal legends of the sport were such a great team. Well, and I would point out to you that Hennig and Race had that chemistry where they could probably have stayed together for another couple, three, four years. But Larry had a broken leg in 1967, which derailed him for a few months. And during that time period, Harley Race started to branch out a little bit. He eventually ended up buying into the promotion in the Central States area and from Kansas City and then eventually St. Louis. And he went on to wrestle in the NWA. And we, if you followed old school wrestling, you know that Harley Race was basically the NWA champion for a good portion of the of the 70s, uh, having held it about eight different times. He did okay for himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I will point out that he and Larry, though, did tag team for a little bit in the 70s down in Florida for some tag team matches, and they wrestled against each other. Hmm. A lot of people never realized that. Was it in Florida that Larry also wrestled with Dirty Dusty Rhodes as his tag team partner? Uh, no, he didn't wrestle with Dirty Dusty down there. He, that's, was, they, started up up, they, they started up here. That's amazing. Yeah, uh, when, when Harley left, at that point in time, uh, Larry Hainimi, who was Lars Anderson, had come back to Minnesota in 1969, the end of 68. And it kind of made sense because Harley was leaving to put Lars Anderson with Larry Hennig, again, two Minnesota boys, who they could pick up that feud with Vern Gagne because Vern trained Lars as well, as he did all the Andersons. And so Larry and Lars were a team for about three years. They never got title recognition, but they were on top of the cards and a good team. 
And then after that, that's when Dusty Rhodes came in, in 1972. And Dusty was pretty young in the business at that point in time. He was kind of exploring with his character as well. And he used to talk on the interviews with Larry, he used to call him Lawrence Henry Henning <laughs> on the interviews. That's fantastic. Well, uh, we're really happy to have you on here. We're, everybody uh, who's listening to Heel Turn Radio, check out uh, the forthcoming book, hopefully out by the holidays. If not, celebrate 2019 with another great publication on Minnesota pro wrestling history, tag team wrestling history. Um, George, thanks so much for coming on. Maybe uh, we can have you back on when the book comes out, talk a little tag team wrestling. It's always my pleasure. As you can tell, I can talk wrestling forever. So, so we if, we, if we weren't getting the we're going to start the program cue, we would. <laughs> okay. This has been the Minnesota Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame Beer Series release at Wicked War. Thanks to George for coming on, talking a little Minnesota wrestling history with us. We'll be back. Spin that Robbinsdale roulette wheel. We'll see what wrestling personality we have on next. Uh, this is Heel Turn Radio, and we'll be back after this. Turn radio back from Wicked Wart with friend of the podcast, MC Laszlo. Are you, you're going to be doing some hey. MCing today, huh? Yeah, apparently I'm going to be doing that. Uh, we're going to be talking about Mr. Henning himself. The Axe is here. I got to got to hobnob with him for a little bit, and and some other uh, local celebrities. Yeah, uh, going to be a big deal. Yeah, Spider Baby's here. Ernie is here. Uh, we had a chance to talk with uh, George Sharp. Uh, wrestling historian got to talk oh, to God, uh, yeah. Steve, the owner of Wicked Wart. It's been a good, uh, good, good uh, Robinsdale roulette wheel here, just spinning through, seeing who uh, drops by. And it's, it's a, a lot great, of fun. great crowd out today. Yeah, it is. We got the mayor of Robinsdale, Mr. Uh, Reagan Murphy, stopping by. Pretty the tank top right there. No, that's no, oh. that's not him. <laughs> I don't know. You know, maybe they play it fast and loose here, in Robinsdale. <laughs> I only really drink beer and buy meat in Robinsdale. I'm not going to lie. Sure. Wow, do they have meat here? Oh, oh Hacky Mules is like right next door. Oh, oh meat. I thought you said mead. Oh, meat. Oh, 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 wait, there's meat here? That's what I asked. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. Okay, we're on the same page. Okay. We're on the same page. No, meat. I'm all about the meat. Yeah. I know that. I live like a few blocks away. I know about <laughs> No, no, no. This is this is a great well, I place. I mean, you know, Renaissance Fair. Yeah. You've got to get your fair share of mead there. See, that's what I, that's what I went to. We need to post Ren Fair mead outlets. Holy more cow. Are they brewing it at Torg Brewery? Have you heard Torg Brewery? I don't know about that. I don't know. Uh, we should we should uh, we should work on thinking about a mead that uh, could be brewed here at Wicked Ward as part of the Pro Wrestling uh, Hall of Fame beer series. I'm all for that. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. I do love a good mead. I do as well. So MC Laszlo yes. out doing a little uh, MCing. Uh, we get to see you on the regular at MAW, but tonight yeah. you're going to be at MIW. At MIW down yeah. in Chanhassen, the American Legion. Yeah. 
It's, uh, Axe to grind. I Axe to grind. Buy your ring announcer a beer night. Is that there. tonight? I think it is. That's tonight. Holy cow. Yeah. That's uh, that's important. That's an important date. Absolutely. I mean, everyone should celebrate such a date. Marketing the calendars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you guys just got back from Savage. We did. We did. Night. This, this Savage, Savage Land. Land. Yeah, M-A-W. It was crazy. I heard it was insane. Yeah. It was really, really phenomenal. A lot of fun. And Heel played. Yes, they, they did. did. They literally played right next to us. Our, our metal, <laughs> I saw the, metal I saw brothers the from other mothers. Those uh, guys are great. They were fantastic. Lore finished up, won the main event, uh-huh. walked over, picked up his axe, and just started <laughs> shredding and looked like the most metal dude of all time. Played oh. himself out to the ring with his band. Did he? Yeah. Put, it, put the guitar down once he threatened Joey Jude Avalon with it, who was carrying the shovel. Once they put their implements down, had a tremendous match. Yeah. And as the beard said, stalked out of the ring, picked his guitar back up, and went right into playing. Like a boss. Yeah, yeah. He was a boss last time. And they just shredded. You can't tell us right now, but I had to staple King's face back on after it was He's melted off. off. Yeah, yeah. It was incredible. Unfortunate. Ooh. But he looks I can't even can't even see the lines. It was a great night. Stacey Shadows, Georgia Avalon. Jordy Lee. Yeah, famous wrestler Jordy Lee. Oh, Jordy Lee. Yeah, yeah. Sierra was there. Sierra, Sierra and Riley Jackson, the Pretty Patties, taking on uh, Sebastian Taylor. Orin and Vite uh, and JDX decided to destroy every piece of furniture in the building. Yeah. Orin Vite is a madman. I don't – It's he frightens me. Agreed. Well, JDX decided that last night he was going to uh, see if he could match that, and they, he did. Yeah. Good grief. He literally hit – Orin so hard with the kendo stick that he like it was ringing in his hands and he was walking around trying to <laughs> shake it off in the first couple minutes. That's what happens when you step through the uh, step through the uh, door to madness. Talked to him afterwards and said, "What was the worst thing about the match?" And that was the second thing he said: is, "I hurt my hand hitting him so hard with that kendo oh stick." Oh my god! Yeah, those guys are brutal. Amazing. It's, it was a great night. I'm, I'm assuming tonight MIW is going to be the same thing, though. Chan Hassan. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a full. It's That's always great. a full house in there, and it's, it's really great. Uh, Scott Story, Mitch Paradise. A lumberjack match. And a lumberjack Ooh. match. Very on on brand with the uh, the Axes Back Beer release today. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we, we're, we've definitely got a theme flowing through all of independent wrestling, uh, whether they know it or not. <laughs> <laughs> MC Laszlo's secret agenda. <laughs> <laughs> Taking over the world one ring at a time. They minded that. that. Well, gotta, and you've had a long-standing relationship with the Minnesota Wrestling Hall of Fame. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, putting on this great event and working with Wicked Ward to release this series of beers. Um, tell us a little bit about about that. I mean, I know that you are a, a Robbinsdale resident. Yes, I don't I know am. if that's publicly publicly acknowledged. Um, well, it but, is now. Uh, yeah. That's a shoot. So, yeah, it's out now. Yeah, I honestly, we're at the Wicked Ward right now. I live literally three blocks away. Oh, jealous. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, me too. Uh, I still drive because I'm I'm lazy like that. Well, but you got places to be after this. I too, got I got yeah. things to do. Uh, but yeah, I'm one of the board of directors of the uh, Minnesota Wrestling Hall of Fame right oh, here oh. in Robbinsdale. We have a great display of a lot of history, a lot of great images, um, some. Some merchandise and props and belts and stuff like that. You can come down, take a look at it, and just enjoy the history that, you know, Robbinsdale is is pretty much the home of independent wrestling with, with the Ganyas, with the Hennings, with all those cats, Gene Okerlund, everybody out of out of Robbinsdale. And uh, they're 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 gonna be doing a mural. Let me see where it is. We're, we're, we're oh in front of the Wicked Ward. So, oops, I'm sorry about that. So on the other side, over on the Ace wall, Hardware, yeah. Ace Hardware. On the opposite side of that, between Ace Hardware and Pawn America, they're uh, crowdfunding to have a mural painted 
and it's going to have one section is going to be a wrestling section. Oh. Yeah. It's, I've seen the prototypes for it. It's pretty spectacular. We need to make sure that we are pressing that as hard as we can. Yeah, to send every that link to us. Fan that we know because that is a amazing idea. And, and you're right. I mean, if they weren't from Robbinsdale, they at least spent time here. Yeah. The Road Warriors, Ravishing Rick Rude, oh, Mr. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, it's literally a who's who of wrestling throughout the ages. And that wasn't even the first generation of exactly. wrestlers to come through <laughs> Robbinsdale. I mean, which is insane, right? And now another generation of wrestlers in Robbinsdale, the birthplace of Minnesota wrestling. Uh, I mean, to me, you have a mural like that that's done right, and there's a couple murals I like to go to and take my picture from, or I say that people should go to. You go to the new Prince one yep. out in Shanhassen. You go to the uh, amazing Schmidt Music oh, uh, yeah. mural that Prince stood in front of. There might be a couple of Prince murals that I'm, I'm talking about, but hey, I mean, if you could have... <laughs> Big shot. If you could have that here in Robinson, I think that that's one of the things that... Uh, I think that that legacy kind of goes unseen sometimes, and oh, yeah. I think it's such a huge part of um, what's made pro wrestling in general today, but uh, certainly for Minnesota, um, such a nexus for talent and, uh, I don't know. Innovation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, and Robinsdale got a shout-out from the uh, the TV show Letterkenny, if you're familiar with that, on Hulu. Yeah. Uh, Letterkenny is a, it's a Canadian-based sitcom. Very funny. But one of the characters referenced wrestling and specifically Robbinsdale. Huh. Uh, well, that's kind of cool. That's, well, I suppose we're just a kind of a southern suburb of Canada, but um, <laughs> still kind of nice. I like to think if the second uh, version of the current administration ever happens that we would be annexed. <laughs> one can hope. Yeah. One can hope. Because then we could uh, we could hang out with our friends at Loose Ropes yeah. uh, Wrestling and Who also uh, have their yeah, own Winnipeg Pro Wrestling. Yeah, yeah the uh, sure of your enthusiasm at the uh, <laughs> the, uh, the what is it the Sherber I can't Sherman Oaks. Yeah, uh, all I know is that I believe uh, isn't Ethan Page in the main event of that Ethan show? Ethan Page is on Ooh. that show. Wow. Uh, PCO is on that show. Corba, Corba, you're just knocking out of the park up there, my friend. You yeah. can't uh, can't beat it. Oh. We, do we need to look at Lou? Should we look at Lou? Everybody look at Lou. Look at Lou. Lou, the photo guy, taking pictures. There he is. Nailed it. One for the record books here. He's got the lens cap on, but we're not telling him. <laughs> we just go with it. Yeah. Win some, lose some. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. Fantastic. And also, I don't know if we've had a chance to say it on air on the podcast, not non-MAW, but uh, congratulations on your engagement yes. as well, Oh, sir. thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, got engaged, and the wedding date is May 4th. Oh. Ta-da. Oh, wow. Not, not even planned. It wasn't oh, even planned. Slick. Or was it? <laughs> <laughs> These aren't the wedding dates you're thinking of. Uh, yeah, so May 4th, Star Wars Day. Uh, we've spent today is today's Saturday. We spent last night and this morning looking at three different venues oh, nice. uh, for the reception. Um, so uh, we, are, we got a little. Ways I can to walk go. here. Yo, yeah, 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 hey. I can walk here. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. It's not a bad. beautiful. Plus, if beautiful you if you if you let slip that it happens, um, you might have some free entertainment, aka someone who wasn't invited. <laughs> Crashing Laszlo's reception. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to be emceeing this now, Laszlo. You just sit back and enjoy Mary life. You know what? That's fine by me. You can. It's all you. Love, exciting and new. <laughs> Did Come I say aboard. May 4th? I meant May 5th. May 5th. Yeah. 
Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Oh, man. It's a win-win uh, either way. Yeah, yeah, that's my brother's anniversary. Oh, oh that's yeah? smart. Yeah, we were New Year's Day, and he was Cinco de Mayo. I caramba. See, exactly. So you got to pick a date that uh, you can remember, like exactly. like a birthday or a Star Wars Day or Cinco de Mayo or Christmas. Anyone works. That, that's like my favorite part from, uh, oh, God, what's the name? Is it, is it Drop Dead Gorgeous? It's like your your favorite your favorite uh, your perfect describe your perfect date and she's like uh, April twenty first. It's not too warm. It's not too cold. That's not the actual date, but that would that would be the date that I would get married on. Just throwing that out there. Anyways, we're we're a little off topic, but that's all right. When you get married, you'll do it that day. Yeah, that's that's absolutely That'll true. Be incredible. Hey, if you haven't had a chance to come out, if you're not here today, uh, get in the time machine. Come back. Cause it's a lot of fun. Larry's here. Uh, a lot of fantastic wrestling luminaries here, and the beer is phenomenal. Yes. Uh, when you listen to this podcast, stop by, pick up the axes back. A beautiful pecan brown stout. It's, it comes in a tulip. You feel regal holding it. You feel great you feel drinking it. it. You feel I, handsome. I do. Look at this. I'm wearing a, a corduroy, brown corduroy jacket with, with elbow patches. patches. Oh, and my often imitated, never eliminated Curtis Axel shirt, because I felt like I needed to be on brand. <laughs> and also, uh, I'm sorry that WWE never put out good shirts for you at that time, because this is my favorite bootleg shirt of all time. That is I'm beautiful. going on record and saying that. Is beautiful. Axel Mania, running wild. Forever. Here at the Wicked Ward. Cheers. Uh, MC Leslo, have yes. a great show tonight. Thank Thanks you so much. so much for jumping on. Yeah. We'll be back spinning that Robbinsdale roulette wheel live from the Wicked Ward, Heel Turn Radio, and the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame Beer Series. Yeah. <laughs> That's the jam. Buckle up. You belong among the wildflowers. You belong in a boat out at sea. Sail away. Kill off the hours You belong somewhere You feel free Run away Find you a lover Go away Somewhere all bright and new I have seen greatness today absolutely we're here as part of the minnesota wrestling hall of fame robbinsdale um around robbinsdale uh hullabaloo here for for larry the axe hennig uh the axe is back phenomenal beer pecan brown stout stop by pick a couple up uh larry hennig with the jokes and jokes like you can hear that laughter in the background he is murdering it off he the mic literally right? has like a better set than 90 percent of the comedians that i've seen locally yeah. step your game up local comedians yeah no larry kidding hennig is coming to you he's 82 and he could probably destroy you on the mic yeah and physically uh, yeah and physically but a really fun event lots of uh wrestlers out the hennig family out in in huge things curtis axel dropping by delaying his flight so he could stop by Sad to his grandpa. It brings a tear to my eye. Yeah. Like, uh, really cool just seeing the whole family kind of interact as we were starting here. And um, and really, uh, thanks to the Minnesota Wrestling Hall of Fame for coming out. Thanks to for Larry for being fantastic. Um, thanks to Wicked Ward for partnering on such a great, 
great beer, great venue, great people. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we just want to do a quick wrap here. We're, we're looking forward to hopefully having uh, Larry on the podcast in the future. Thank you so much to Carol Castle and everybody at the Minnesota Wrestling Hall of Fame for making this event happen, along with Steve from the Wicked War. Thanks to, uh, to George for coming on, talking a little history with us. The man is an encyclopedia. He literally regurgitates amazing facts with an incredible perspective. Absolutely. It was a joy to talk to him. Yeah, I've got three great AWA results books as well as the uh, Golden Age of Wrestling. I have it. It's lovely. The tag team uh, title book that's going to be coming out, we'll be sure to have him on. Uh, he'll turn radio live from the Wicked War. This has been a lot of fun. I, our, our pints runneth over. Yeah, wow. What a phenomenal day. We're going to listen to the rest of uh, Larry's set here and then uh, wrap up for the day. But thanks to everybody who came out and celebrated. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks to everybody for coming down. And we will hopefully. Uh, Alex Jaffe was here. I, I didn't get to see him, but I saw him. Uh, saw his pictures. Uh, so for everybody out there that celebrates Minnesota wrestling heritage, um, thanks so much for continuing to support the Minnesota wrestling scene and Heel Turn Radio. And uh, I'm the Beard. I'm your King Ginger. And we are... And he was and is lit. still and forever the Axe. No doubt. And the Axe is back. So come down to the Wicked War, get yourself a pint, a tulip, if you will. Uh, feel real classy. Um, and, uh, yeah, love life here. Oh. Great grandson on stage now. Gotta go. Bye.